we shall begin. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for coming back to the lecture series with Reb T, which we do in a bi-weekly format. This week, this episode, tonight we're talking Take Heed and Lead, a glimpse at real leadership. The sources are from Safaria, that wonderful, amazing website. Check it out. I highly recommend it. Terrific, terrific website. Look out for the points to carry over, the PTCs. Trademarked, we made that up, not really trademarked. All Shiurim are on shiurenjoyment.com slash shiurim slash shiurim dash reb dash t. And we are going to give our usual shout out to Jake W for all his amazing hard work at Shiurim Enjoyment. They do a wonderful, wonderful thing. My email, you're able to reach me anytime at rebt at shearenjoyment.com. I have to let you know that tonight's Shear is specially sponsored by Yeshiva Rashid, my Yeshiva, which has inspired the lives of thousands of people with the profundity of Torah and the ideal of spiritual growth. Please. Please help them. I ask you from the bottom of our hearts, please help them continue to uplift and educate the next generation. This is the yeshiva that I spent two of the best years of my life in pre-meeting my wife. Reshit Yerushalayim is an awesome place where I found myself and learned to love not only learning, but the right way to learn and the right way to help others. I remember those Chesed Tuesdays, those food packing missions, the Muster Shmuzes, the Vods, all the wonderful Shirim of all my Rabbeim. Amazing, amazing place. Reshit is truly a fantastic place. And this year, more than any other year, they truly, truly need our help. If you donate today, August 24th, 2020, by tonight, by midnight, I believe, at the cause match link, it will be doubled. Anything you give will be doubled. If you donate today, anything you give until midnight will be doubled. If you give 18, it becomes 36. If you give 100, it becomes 200. Do what you can to help this wonderful, wonderful yeshiva. The link is causematch.com slash en slash project slash yeshiva dash ration slash 278-494-8651. It'll be in the source sheet also, which we try to put up after this year as well. And again, after August 24th, when it's regular donations, it's donate to ration.org slash pages slash home dash 21. One one. If it was too hard to say the link, you could always rewind in the recording. But tell everybody it's cause match reshit. We want to help them, especially during crazy Corona times when everybody needs a little help. Especially this wonderful, wonderful yeshiva organization, very, very close to my heart. This year is also for the refuah shleim of Shlomo ben Saradina for all those sick with Corona or other ailments. So throughout history. There have been many different leaders. Some have been amazing. Some have been great. While others have been terrible. Some did wonderful things. Others were downright awful. Leaders came and come in many shapes and sizes. With some doing such great, terrific feats. While others commit horrific atrocities. What makes a person become a leader? How does one do good while another one does bad? What are the elements, the fundamentals, the basis of a leader? If we look at the colorful people in the history of the entire world, of course, within the Jewish history, the Jewish people 
Different types of leaders came about with many different opinions, character, and worldview. How does a person go from a businessman to lead an entire country, for example? How can a farmer rule a whole land? How does a young Hebrew servant end up leading an entire empire for the longest reign of any Jewish leader? Lahavdil to the negative, how does a drunken boar spewing vile hate, venom, and anger go on to lead a whole country as a dictator, which was unprecedented spewing evil, murder, and atrocity after atrocity. It's mind-boggling how that happened. On the flip side, to the good, how does a man with a speech impediment, a fugitive from his foster's parents' palace, go on to become the greatest leader in our history? I'm sure you know who I'm talking about without even using their names, without even using their titles, just explaining their position explaining how it came about. The question really then becomes, what makes, what actually forms a leader? What are the elements involved in a leader? What makes a person positively impact the world, hopefully, and of course, negatively, Lahavdil, destroying the world? If we think about some famous personas, some famous personalities, some famous people in our Jewish history, there are some elements that jump out at us. You think about Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, Yehoshua, David, Shlomo, Yoshio, Chizkiyahu, and and. And Yosef, among many others, and later on we'll talk about also a different ruler who had the help of of a paternal quote-unquote uncle. And there are many different examples of this. They were strong-willed people. They had bravery, strength, courage, chesed, truth, and humility, among many other wonderful qualities on their side. These were people who were the servants of Hashem, who wanted to bring more godliness to the world and lead the world to a better place. Those are some elements that a leader needs to have. I want us to pause for a second. I found many, many quotes about leadership. It might seem like an exhaustive list, but I feel like this is a very important list of quotes that could speak to each of us. We're going to look at different quotes together about leadership. Try to focus on a few of the quotes. Think about it as a quick college crash course on what different people, different his, different personas, different leaders themselves talk about the idea of leadership. Try to let them resonate with you. Try to let them sit with you. Try to let them penetrate deep into your heart. If we take a few of the many quotes we're going to read together, it can follow you. It could propel you to be a leader in your own right. Let's look at them together. The Shimoni says, most often the man who becomes a leader is not the one that knows the way, but the one who behaves as if he does. Sometimes you have to fake it to make it. Sometimes, we don't have it in us, but if we pretend to have that smile, we'll have the smile and the happiness. We pretend to have the enthusiasm, we'll have the enthusiasm. We pretend to be that leader, we will become that leader. The Talmud and Brachos points out, and we say it in two different ways that show it in a good way. The Talmud and Brachos point out, we must not appoint a leader over the community without first consulting the people. Another key element is that he has to be beloved by the people for the people, by the people, with the people, consult the people to have him. The Talmud Yushalmi points out, 
as the generation, so the leaders. As the leader, so the generation. The generation and the leader go hand in hand. If you look throughout Tanakh, you see the spiritual pitfalls of the people can become become of the leader, and the spiritual falls of the leader can become because of the generation. They go hand in hand in tandem. They're going in symbiosis. They're going in in equivalency as well. Henry Kissinger says the task of the leader is to get his people from where they are to where they have not been or where they want to go. That's what a leader does. It takes you and moves you where you need to go. And the Talmud and Brachos explains it a different way of pointing it out. No leader should be sent over the community without first consulting it. That's why so many times there's the, the hiring process of a shul, of a community. You want to look into the person, talk to the person, get to know the person without just hiring them. Consult with the community, meet with the community, get to know the person without just setting him up, without ever introducing him. John Maxwell explains, a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. You can't just know it. You can't just go it. You have to show it for everyone else. That's the idea of anything we're involved in, that we have any element of mastery over, mastery over any element that we're good at. We have to show other people how to do it. If you're a banker, give tips to others how to be a banker, and then you're a leader. If you're a therapist, give tips to others how they could do things in therapy. If you're a teacher, teach others what to do. That's the leader in you, what you can do to show the way. I love this quote from Harry Potter, my wife and I's favorite book, Lahavda, one of them. In the end of Harry Potter, the whole book talks about the whole series. It shows friendship and bravery, leadership, but a great quote, I believe, from Dumbledore, Lahavda, Lahavda, explains by the author, it's a curious thing, Harry, but perhaps those who are best suited to power are those who have never sought power, those who, like you, have leadership thrust upon them and take up the mantle because they must and find their own surprise that they wear it well. Sometimes you wouldn't even know that you could be a leader. Sometimes you wouldn't even realize that you have leadership in you unless it's thrown upon you, unless it's thrust upon you, unless it's given to you without you even understanding it, without you even asking for it. That's when it comes to you. The leader, many times, is the surprising one that we didn't even know could step up to the plate. Roy Bennett explains that great leaders create more leaders, not followers. Being a leader is someone who you cultivate in someone else the ability to be a leader, not just following someone who can stands up and lead on his own after you led that person. That's why it's such a nachas for a teacher to create teachers, for someone who inspires to inspire others, for a rabbi to create more rabbis, for a professor to create more professors. A person who's able to lead others and make them their own leaders, it's not about followers. Those are the people that get up and they lead on their own also. Ronald Reagan points out the greatest leader is not necessarily the one who does the greatest things. He is the one that gets the people to do the greatest things. You want the people to do it. You don't want to do everything for the people. You want the people to be able to do it for themselves. But by you guiding them, that's how it could come about with the idea of leadership. John Maxwell also points out that leadership is not about the titles, not about the positions, and not about the flowcharts. It's about one life influencing another. Leadership is someone who influences someone else. It doesn't mean you have to be Einstein. doesn't mean you have to be Moshe Rabbeinu. It means you have to be someone that can influence someone else. Anything you do that can influence someone could be that you could be leadership qualities to them. You could have leadership ability within yourself. 
Warren Bennis points out how leadership is the capacity to translate vision into reality, taking something you think about, something that's in your mind, an idea, and forming it into actual realistic practical applications. He also explains that the most dangerous leadership myth is that leaders are born, that there's a genetic factor to leadership. That's nonsense. In fact, the opposite is true. Leaders are made rather than born. It's not about nature. It's about nurture. You can have the tendency, you can have the ability, you can be pushed in your nature to want to lead, but to become a leader, you have to make it. You have to work at it. You have to cultivate yourself, nurture yourself with your surroundings, with your abilities, and with your talents, and make yourself into that leader as well. Kenneth Blanchard points out, the key to success for leadership today is influence, not authority. It's not about the position. It's about how you influence people, how you can help others, how can you affect others others affect and effect their life in any way possible. John Maxwell also points out a great leader's courage to fulfill his vision comes from passion, not position. You could have no position in government, but you could be the most influential people in government because you have the passion, you have the vision, you have the ability to help. You could have the most influential ability in society without even holding a position of office when you have the passion you have the abilities you have the inherent characteristics and you take your influence and you apply it to others to help them and Rosalind Carter points out a leader takes people where they want to go a great leader takes people where they don't necessarily want to go but ought to go but ought to be you take a person you bring them to their Ability, you bring them to their potential, you bring them to realize their potential. John Quincy Adams says if your actions inspire others to dream more, to learn more, to do more, and to become more, you in effect, by definition, are a leader. Get people to dream, get people to learn, get people to do, get people to become, and you become that leader in essence. And there are three essentials to leadership. Fulkhan Yan explains humility. Clarity and courage, it's important to understand elements that are key to being a good leader. Even Vince Lombardi points out that leaders aren't born, they are made. They are made like anything else through hard work. The price you have to pay to achieve a goal, any goal, is hard work. So you see, really, leadership involves many different elements, especially for the people, by the people, with the people, involving much hard work. You need to have those elements within yourself to propel yourself and to propel others around you, involving so much exertion, so much effort. There's a great TED Talk by Bob, Bob Davids called The Rarest Commodity is Leadership Without Ego. Nowadays, any leader, any person in position, they have so much ego, they have so much arrogance, they have so much selfishness, and they have so much pomp about themselves. A person that really wants to lead needs to take the ego out of it. Be anonymous if you can. Make yourself under the radar, under the limelight, in the shadows, in the background, behind the closed doors. A real leader could be the person that's writing the speeches for everybody else, that's giving the policies for everybody else. It's not the figurehead that is the person who's the president of the company or the president of the organization. It's the person that's really pushing them, writing it. They could be writing the words of someone else, a ghostwriter. Mr. Davis emphatically communicates that effective leadership can only be accomplished when the leader is really devoted to his or her people. The ineffective leader is one who is self-serving, selfish, whose goal is to advance his or her own interests. So the leader is someone who puts the people first, who must put the people first, trying to help those around you, those around him, as much as possible. A leader who is selfish 
trying to promote himself as not wholly devoted to the people and thus is not the right type of leader. Look at these amazing quotes from Rabbi Sachs. Rabbi Sachs always has amazing works, amazing words, and amazing writings. And he has quotes about leadership I want you to look at with me and listen with me how we could also find elements of leadership ourselves. You should always choose influence rather than power. It helps change people into people who can change the world. You're one person. But if you create hundreds or millions, thousands and millions of followers, you're really influencing the world because you are one person, but if you influence hundreds and then thousands of millions of other people, look what you did to the world and for the world. To be a leader, you do not need a crown or robes of office. All you need to do is write your own chapter in the story. Do deeds that heal some of the pain in this world and act so that others become a little better for having known you. I like to quote a lot of times the Muslim Shmuz from Rashid, from Rav Eli, I believe, who would talk about what are they going to write after 120s on your tombstone? What are they going to say about you at your eulogy, at your funeral? Are they going to say you were a good sports player? Are they going to say you had a good house? Are they going to say that you had a lot of money and you had such a beautiful car? None of that stuff makes any sense. None of that stuff is any lasting relevance. It's all heaven, materialism that has no impact. They're going to say what type of leader you are. What type of dad you were, what type of husband you were, what type of teacher you were, what type of difference you made in this world. We want to make sure we write our story, we write our chapters in our story, healing some of the pain in the world, acting. We want the world to be a better for have knowing us. We want knowing us. We want people to have been better for knowing us for 120 years. What did you do to contribute your Dalit Amos to lead and change the world for the better? What did you do to contribute to the world to make the world better? You have 120 years. It's a blip in the radar of the history of the world. But you should be someone that they talk about for centuries later. We know the names of Moshe and Yoshua, Lahavdil. We know the names of John Adams and George Washington. These are people, Lahavdil, that made differences in history. We know about David Ben-Gurion. We know about Golda Meir. We know about all these people. We know what they did. They made a lasting impact. They were leaders. You have to act in your story. Try to do something to lead and change the world. But again, a leader should never try to be all things to all people. A leader should be content to be what he or she is. Leaders must have the strength to know what they cannot be if they are to have the courage to be themselves. These are quotes again from Rabbi Sachs. You can't be everything to everyone. You have to know your limitations. You have to know your abilities. You have to know your capabilities. You have to know your traits. You have to know anything you have, any talent you have. You have to use it and not give it away. But try to be what you can. Try to use what you can. Use what you love. Do what you love. But don't try to influence in an area that makes no sense. If you hate money, you're not going to be a successful banker. If you love radio like myself, then don't go on and teach math or something of the like that has no relevance to you, that has no ability for you to lead in that way. Leadership demands two kinds of courage. The strength to take a risk and the humility to admit when a risk fails. Leaders admit mistakes. Leaders understand they're not perfect. Leaders understand what they can do and what they cannot do. But it also has courage. Two kinds of courage. The strength to take a risk and the humility to admit when the risk fails. You have to know when it fails and you have to be okay with admitting defeat. Even the great Rashi understands and says, I do not know when he doesn't know something. Parents and leaders must establish a culture in which honest, open, respectful communication takes place. One that involves not just speaking, but also listening. A great leader, someone who can listen to the people, listen and be involved with the people, understand what the people need. Without a tragedy is waiting in the wings, God forbid. 
So the quotes explain to us the idea that leaders and leadership is not something that comes to extraordinary people or a superhero quality only found in the elite or upper echelons. echelons. This is something that can be captured by all of us in a simple and a direct manner with doing even small acts that could change the world, quote-unquote small, because every act done is not really small. And those around us could be influenced, including ourselves. When I personally think of leadership and leaders, I think of this statement that resonates very deeply with me. It's really more of a mantra, quote-unquote, something that replays in my mind a lot. From Pirkeyavos Parakbet, Mishnahay, which should propel all of us, not just myself, to stand up and innovate or initiate something. The mantra, quote-unquote, helps guide me in general, and it pushed me personally in the past few years to begin and initiate my different audio podcasts and shiurim and my shows, and most recently this lecture series, for example. It's a mantra, quote-unquote, it's a statement that should resonate in our hearts and in our minds, and we should keep it every day in our mind, in our hearts. Let's read the statement together. Pekhava says in Beis Hay, Hu Haya Omer, he used to say, and when the sages said stuff, they lived it. They breathed it. It was part and parcel of their personality. It was part and parcel of their soul, of their neshama. It was a part of their being. They lived it. They breathed. What they said is what they did. And what they did is what they said. What they meant is what they said. And they said what they meant. They did what they said. And I would change it also. Hillel used to say, the great Hillel, a great sage in his own right, in a place when there are no men, or in a place where there is no man, strive to be a man. Strive to be the man. The English explanation for Safaria points out, in a place when there are no men, strive to be a man, when there is no one else to take the initiative. There's no one else to assume responsibility. A person, you, that person, take the leadership upon yourself. Become the person to take the leadership upon himself. If you have an idea, if you have an inspiration, you have something to start or create, you must do it. You must start it. You must be the man or the woman to rise to the hour. Rise to the occasion. If you don't do it, no one will do it. We're going to look at Perkeyavos. If I won't do it, no one will do it for me. If not me, who else will do it? If not now, when? If no one will be the leader, you need to become the leader. If no one will start the idea you have, you need to start the idea you have. Whether it be to start a minion, whether it be to make a meal train, whether it be to innovate a show like I did, thanks to the help of Hashem, He gave me the ideas for Parsha, Perkeyavos, for Dafyomi, for, for OT, and for the lecture series. No one was going to do it for me, but Hashem gave me the idea, so I had to do it. If you have the idea, you must do it. It's almost a sin. We talk a lot of times how if you didn't do it, it could be lost to history. Nobody would ever know about the idea if you didn't start it. It would be lost. It would be such a waste. Begin any sort of project or mission that you have. No one else is going to do it. And if they do it, they won't do it the same way that you would do it. You should be the one to do it. But remember, just because it starts with me, it starts with you, doesn't mean it has to end with me or it has to end with you. You can't do everything. 
You can't be expected to complete everything. As we are each just one person. That's what Pikayavo says in Hey Ted Vav and Hey Ted Zion. Rabbi Tarfan Omer. Hayom Katzer Vahamalacha Merubah. The day is so short, but there is so much to be done. There's so much work to be done. There's so much we can do in our time on this earth. We're only given 120 years. What are you going to do with that time? What are you going to innovate? What are you going to initiate? What are you going to lead? What are you going to be a leader in? What are you going to bring your leadership to? What are you going to do to contribute your Dalit Amos to this world? It is not upon you to finish. It is not upon you to do all the work. But remember, you cannot be exonerated. You cannot be let off the hook. You cannot be let free because you must do it. You might not be able to finish it, but you must start it. I thought to myself when I started the shows on a personal level, I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know if I'll have the energy, the capability, the, uh, the, the time to continue with this. I don't know how many seasons I'm going to get. How many seasons is Hashem going to allow? What, my, what stuff is He going to put in my mind? What ideas is He going to put in my mind? I feel like I don't know what I'm going to talk about. But if you do the idea, Hashem will bring you along the way. But Derach Shadam wrote to Lelech. Another amazing phrase from the Talmud that I love. If you have an idea, Hashem will guide you on the way. Don't worry about the way because Hashem will bring you on the way. I could tell you from personally when I started, I had no idea where it would go. But every day Hashem literally shows me and brings me and guides me to what to say, what to do, where to bring it. With whatever show I do, without whatever initiative I do, or my wife does, or my family does, my friends do, Hashem brings us on the way. You just have to do your part. Hashem will bring you on the way. The day is short. There's so much to do, but all you can do is start. You may not be able to finish, but you must at least be the leader to originate and bring the life to the idea in your mind. You've got to rally those people around you. Inspire the people in your life. Lead with happiness and optimism and chesed. To your families, friends, spouses, kids, and the like. What you do impacts much more than what you say. Make sure you do a lot, you lead a lot, and you bring the world to a greater place for having known you. Rabbi Sachs shows us seven principles of Jewish leadership from RabbiSachs.org. Leadership begins with taking responsibility. No one can lead alone. Leadership is about the future. Leaders learn. Leadership means believing in the people you lead. Leadership involves a sense of time and pace and place, I would add. Leadership is stressful and emotionally demanding, but leadership means that you're responsible and you're influencing those around you. If we would focus on but one of the principles for ourselves, we would be well on the way to become our own best leaders. A leader then is not just someone who rules over a country, not someone who rules over an empire or a kingdom. A leader is someone who does good inspires others, someone who starts an idea and gets others to follow, someone who brings light to the world, someone who can influence or help others with setting the way, others following in those footsteps. We all can be and should be leaders with the trait of leadership. We just have to look at and learn how to do so. So let's look at some sources together and we could find out some key elements to leadership. Beginning in Jastro, the dictionary talks about how leadership is authority, office, and superiority. To love a trade, to hate office, those of authority. Like when Yaakov decreed that leadership should be Ephraim's. Leadership is understanding that you're in a position to influence others. And Shem also talks about how Moshe chose people 
to have powers of leadership out of all of Israel. They are heads. They were people that could influence. They have the ability. They have the power to help others, to lead others, to influence others. It also talks about in Shemos how the men were people that had powers of leadership and they were selected by prophetic vision that Hashem knows who should lead. Hashem appoints who should lead and Hashem finds out those who should lead because they already have the qualities within them, the people that have powers of leadership. And even Yisrael knew, Yaakov knew that Yosef had the ability within him. Yosef didn't know at 17 years old what it was going to be, but Yaakov already saw within him that he was going to be a leader. He became a leader only 13 years later at the young age of 30. He led for the longest period that I could think of in Jewish history of any place. 80 years he ruled. He was marked for leadership with that katona possum with the colorful coat of many colors early on. Also in Bereshis, Yehuda was in a position of leadership, but he was demoted after they didn't like his understanding. But they knew, they saw, they realized that he had some elements of leadership. And of course, later on, he became the leader again. And all the kings come from Yehuda after Benjamin, who gave us Shaul. And Bereshus talks about this, how he was demoted even though he was in a position of leadership. Baruchos talks about that you have to understand to be in the right mindset. You can't be in an era of superiority. You have to be with the people for the people. Don't think you're better than the people. Understand that you're together alongside the people. That brings us to our first point to carry over. Leadership means to inspire and try to propel others to rise in their lives, but it should be done with modesty, with sneus, with sinna for this position. The Gemara Tanis points out that a leadership role is the performance of acts that considers a distinction and honor for them. You should realize to be an honor to what an honor it is to be in a position of leadership, what an honor it is to be someone that can lead others, someone that could be responsible for taking care and influencing others. Brachos also points out that all leadership and authority is pointed by Hashem, even the most insignificant, the one that gives out water, the one that's responsible for leading others to get their water, that's all appointed by Hashem. Even Moshe appoints Yoshua, knows that he's going to lead after Hashem points it out to him, and he tells him, you have to be strong, because leadership involves much strength and much courage. You have to gird yourself to be able to lead others. But sometimes leadership might be too much to do it yourself, and you must bring people into your role with you. You must bring people into your counsel and take the counsel from others around you. Take the advice from others around you. Elders assisted him, the Zikanim, Assisted him. That's the idea of the Sanhedrin. There's a court besides for just the Melech. Medrash Tanchuma points out sometimes when you don't want to exalt yourself, that's when you will be exalted to greatness because we shouldn't run after honor. We should realize another point to carry over. We should realize that leadership is an honor from Hashem to do so, but it should be shared with others. Pirkei Elvis points out many amazing points. We know how much we love Pirkei Elvis. I love Pirkei Elvis. We have a whole show about it. The PAL starting up very soon. Pirkei Elvis learning with Reb T. A Mishnah a day can change your life in a special way. Let's look at Pirkei Elvis 310. Gimel Yud. Who Haya Omer? He used to say, Kol Sheruach Habrios Nochehemanu Ruach Hamakum Nochehemanu Vachol She'en Ruach Habrios Nochehemanu En Ruach Hamakum you have to do it in the right way. You have to lead in a way that people are happy to have you as their leader. People are happy to have you as their ruler. People are happy to have you and pleased with you as the one who influences them. If you please others in your influencing and in your leadership, Hashem will be pleased. If you please others, Hashem will be pleased. 
But if you do not please others, if you displease them, Hashem Himself will be displeased in you as well. And that's not a good thing to have. Pirkei Elvis explains in Dalit Aleph, one of my favorite p- Mishnahs on the entire Pirkei Elvis, Benzoma asks many important questions. One of them, Who is honored? He who, who is the one who is honored? He who honors his fellow human beings. As it says in the Pasuk, those that honor me, I will honor, but those who spurn me shall be dishonored. Aish also points out with Lori Palatnik, that the sages also talk about who is the one that's really honored, the one who runs from honor, the leader, the influencer, who's really under the radar, who doesn't seek the honor, who leads from a quiet position, from a calm position, from a position under the radar. You don't hear about him every day in the news, but he's making such decisions. He's making such things on the benefit, on the help of his fellow human beings. He honors other people and not himself. That is the person who will end up becoming really honored. And Ish also points out that the sages also teach one who runs away from honor will find honor running after him. But if you chase after honor, especially as a leader, especially as a ruler, the honor will run away from you. There's a great story that Ish points out, a great, great quick parable story. A man once went to his rabbi very distressed. He says to his rabbi, I don't understand, rabbi. According to the sages, I should be honored. I am living my life running from honor, yet no one honors me. What is going on? The rabbi looks at him and says to him with a straight face, meaning it from his heart, that is because while you are running, you are always looking over your shoulder. Real honor is not looking over your shoulder to see if it's following you. Real honor is not looking behind you, turning behind you to see if it will catch up with you. Real honor is running away from the honor and not even looking if it's coming anywhere near you. The true honor in leadership, another point to carry over, is not seeking or running after honor, but looking to honor and help others. That's true honor in leadership. If you do good for others, you seek to please Hashem with your deeds. Hashem will ensure it will come back to you with real honor and with others following you in the right ways. Pirkei Elvis also points out in the beginning, in Aleph, Yud, Shemaya, Omer, Ehov et HaMalacha, Usena et HaRabanut, Ve'altis Vadal Rashut. Shemaya explains, love work, love what you do, love the ideas and innovations you have, but hate acting as the superior. Do not attempt to draw near to the ruling authority. We know that we don't, we shouldn't take on the rulership. They only take themselves for their own, for their own time. We'll look at it in a second. An explanation of this, according to Safaria, although society does need leaders, such leadership can take a role and take a toll on the person. It's dangerous to the person's own behavior. Leadership can really cause you to abuse your power, God forbid. You have to understand that leadership has come from Hashem. Hashem is the only true ruler, the only true leader. Don't let it get to your head. Don't let it get to your mind. Don't let it make you be be sick and rich with power. Pirkelvis points out in Bet Leadership is very slippery slope. We're going to talk about it in a second. Be careful with dealing with the ruling authorities. They do not befriend a person except for their own needs. They seem like friends when it is to their own interest. When it is to their own benefit. They do not stand by a person in the hour of his real need. In the hour of his great distress, the English ex- the English explanation from Safari explains: 
Don't avoid all positions of leadership, but don't do the ones that are not for the sake of heaven. You can take leadership, but make sure it's L'Shem Shemayim. Make sure it's for the right reasons, for the Torah purposes, for mitzvah, chesed purposes, making the world a better place according to the dictates of halacha, the dictates of what Hashem wants, and not for ulterior or bad motives. That's why we should be careful, our point to carry over in seeking leadership roles, as it is a real slippery slope. Do it for the sake of Hashem. Do it for the sake of heaven. L'shem Shemayim. And God willing, it will go well with Hashem's help. Perkelvis points out also in Dalad Vav, Rabbi Yossi Avr, Kol Mechabed Esatora Guva Mechabed Azal Abrios. V'chol Mechabed Esatora Guva Mechol Azal Abrios. Rabbi Yossi says, whoever honors the Torah is himself honored by others. Whoever dishonors the Torah is himself dishonored by others. Make sure to properly honor the position, properly honor the Torah, which is the real thing that should be honored. Pregovus points out in Dalad Yudgimel, Rabbi Shimon Omer Shalosh Katarim Heim, Keter Torah, Keter Kahuna, Keter Malchud, Keter Shem Tovola Al Gabehem. Rabbi Shimon said there are three counts, the one of Torah, the one of priesthood, the one of royalty, of kingship, of ruling leadership. But the crown of a good name supersedes all of them. The crown of a good name is the best thing you could get in this entire world. We talk about this a lot. You could be a penultimate ruler, a penultimate leader. But what did you do for your name? What did you do to make it seem that you do good in the world, that people who say your name could think you had a good name? You left a good legacy. You left a good imprint and you left a good footprint behind on the world after 120 years. What did you do to make a positive difference leading by example, leading in your life to do good in the world? What did you do to make the world a better place? What did you do to make sure the world was better after your 120 years for having known you? The English explanation in Safari also explains that there are different types of leadership. A leadership position in society does not automatically entitle you to respect without any connection to action. A leader who wishes to be respected must earn that respect by his deeds. And that brings us to another point to carry over. Real leadership that acquires respect is acquired with doing good. A good name is more powerful than any title. And that only comes about through helping others by using chesed. Torah and mitzvos through leading a life of Torah, Chesed and mitzvos. And look at what Pirkei says also in Dalit Chaf Aleph. Rabbi Lazar Kabar Omer Be'Kavod Motzina Sa'adam and Olam. If your whole life is about honor, trying to get honor, it'll literally take a person out of this world. What we want to do is what Pirkei Avos explains in Hey Yudchet. Kol Mizakin Esarav and Inchet Bal Yado V'Chol Amachati Esarav and Imes Speaking Biyado Lasot Shuvah Moshe Zacha V'Zik Esaravim Zuchot Esaravim Taloibo It's cut off, but you do good if you bring others to merit, and you do good, and you bring people to do merit to do mitzvos. Merit will come about by your hand. Whoever causes the multitudes to be righteous, sin will not occur in his count. Moshe was righteous, caused many to be righteous. Righteousness of many is hung upon him. Moshe, according to the English explanation, is the greatest example of leadership that the Jewish people has ever known. He was righteous in his own right, and he taught others to be righteous as well. And that brings us to another point to carry over. The best type of leader is one that is not only righteous himself, but causes others to be as well, to be righteous as well, with using Torah and mitzvot as the springboard. And Berkelvis also points out, lastly, in Vav Hey, Do not seek greatness for yourself. 
do not lust for honor. More than you're learning, do. Do more than you learn. Practice what you preach. Do more and act more than just being in the study hall. The Medrash Tanchuma points out, when you give leadership role to a man, David is explaining, David Amalek never leaves him. Leadership always stays with us. You don't have to have the position. You don't have to be a ruler or a monarch to have it. It never leaves you. It's always with you. You always have the ability to influence others around you. The Chizkuni points out that you have to assume the mantle of leadership. Sometimes as the major mantra, quote-unquote, the major phrase that resonates in my, in my mind goes, you have to assume the mantle of leadership. Assume the mantle of leadership when no one else will do it. You have to do it. The Torah Aruch points out, sometimes people don't want to assume the burden of leadership. Sometimes people don't want to have the burden of leadership. But if you do leadership in the right way, you have the right counsel, C-O-N-S-E-L and C-O-U-N-C-I-L, the two types of counsel and counsel, it won't feel like a burden at all. You make sure to do it in the right way. Even if you have defects in your personality, even if you have defects in your characteristics, Moshe had a speech defect, but he still was the greatest leader of all time. He didn't want to assume the burden, but he did. He didn't make it into a burden, but he made it into the real leadership of the greatest leadership of all time. Or Achaim points out, sometimes you realize that Hashem leads you on the way. We pointed out before, Hashem will assist you teach you what you have to say, especially what he did for Moshe. Torah also points out, Moshe refused to accept the position of leadership because he was very modest and very humble, which is the best type of leader to have. That's really the person that should be leading, the one who is modest in humility because he won't selfishly take it for himself or for the wrong reasons, God forbid. Rabbeinu Bachir points out Moshe tried to escape the position of leadership. He didn't think he was worthy, but Hashem understood that he was worthy, and he gave, a, gave people to help, which we'll talk about in a second. Brings us to another point to carry over. Leadership at times should be handled with cautionary gloves, understanding it's a great responsibility to take upon yourself. Understanding it's a great under, undertaking, and it's a great responsibility to have, but a wonderful thing to do if you could really in, influence and lead others. The Drasha Saran points out, sometimes you can have others join you in the leadership so that it won't devolve upon you alone. Sometimes you might feel like it's too much for you. So you could have other people to help you, to guide with you. You don't have to go it alone. Drasha Saran also points out, sometimes it's best to have one final ruler, but sometimes you really need to have others helping you. Moshe felt like he needed to have others. Yisrael saw this, pointed out a system for him. Moshe tired of doing it himself. It was too much for him. He requested that others share it with him. The Kedas Yitzchak points out, he felt like it was too much for him. He asked for help, and that's okay. As a ruler, it's good. It's okay to have help in the form of a management team. Hashem showed him the combined leadership of the people would be able to have a large reservoir of many spiritual reservoirs of resources around him. Rabbeinu Bachet points out that there are those who have the leadership. You might think that you fall from the leadership, but really you can always get back up just like Yehuda. There might be a descent, but really you're destined for greatness. Yehuda was destined for greatness. He got right back up and the Malucha came from him. The Bartanura explains also to be careful, understand what it means to hate the rabbinate. Distance yourself from exercising rulership in a community because... The leadership, the rabbinate can bury those who engage in it. You have to understand how much 
effort and exertion and how much work is involved. Be prepared for what's involved in it. The Sephorno explains, sharing the leadership is okay. Giving attention to those around you with having people help you is okay. There's a rabbi, an assistant rabbi in an office many times in many shuls. And a lot of times there's a ruling council and a board also to help out. The Sephorno understands sharing the leadership Explaining that's what it is okay to share the leadership with those around you. The redeeming relevance explains that Yehud, Yoshua, and Shmuel, during their times, they had so much weighing down on them. They were personally, single-handedly responsible for their generation throughout their lives. They didn't have an administration. So after they were gone, there wasn't much left to support those around them. Someone else had to rise up. When you have an administration with you, you have a leadership with you, you have a council, you have supporters with you, you realize the point to carry over is that you don't have to go it alone. Leadership should be shared with others so as not to burn out or lose the role, God forbid, to, or inability to function. The Akedas Yitzchak points out that sometimes, even in the beginning of creation, we realize that there are superior professions, there are entailed leadership involved and a responsibility for others. The profession, even of a shepherd for David and Moshe, that served as a leadership. The Shvatim also were, were shepherds. It served as leadership course, preparing those people to assume positions of leadership amongst men. Sometimes even those in different positions, those in fields of work of different occupations, they're really the best to lead, even if you wouldn't think it. Even if he's just a bank teller, quote-unquote, just a bank teller. Even if he's just, quote-unquote, just a veterinarian. Those are the people that really can lead. They have the quotes, they have the abilities and the qualities amongst them. You think about two of the greatest leaders in our history, David and Moshe, we pointed out a second ago, they were shepherds. They had such good dealings with sheep that Hashem said, if you're so good with sheep, you'll be so good with my sheep, my B'nai Yisrael. They were elevated to greatness. They became great leaders of the B'nai Yisrael. The Kedah also points out, we know of many poor people who became great Torah scholars. They came from a crazy position, a crazy beginning. But many people who start out with great material wealth, they fall. And they start out with great spirituality, but they fall because they don't realize what they're getting themselves into. Sometimes the most simple beginnings are the best. And that's another point to carry over. Leadership can and often does come from very humble, from very simple, pushed beginnings. Kedah also points out, you have to understand that there's leadership in the kingdom. The animals have a leader, the ox. The animals have a leader also in the jungle, in the forest that is the lion. But we need to have leaders also. A nation that doesn't have leadership is prey to invasion. Won't have the right defense, won't have the right basis, won't have the right rock of the nation. The Jewish nation has to understand that there is human leadership, but it has to be with the presence of Hashem, with the divine leadership at the same time. That's why the Sanhedrin is not the king. The king is not the Sanhedrin. The king is not the Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol is not the king. There's the Kohen who is a spiritual leader, and there's the king who is the, the actual political leader. Then there's also religious leaders in the Sanhedrin. Those were all the people that were around at the same time. There's also the Av Bezin, and there was also the Kohen. There was the... The Nasi and the Av Bezin, also in the times of the Gemara, there were different Zugo, different pairs, people who were different people of different leadership abilities. You have to understand in the time of Shmuel, when they wanted secular rule, that was different type of rule. Shmuel was a religious leader, but the people said, Som but the way they said it was in the wrong way. They wanted a king like the other nations. 
Hashem doesn't want us to be like the other nations. Of course, we need leadership. We have to have a rabbi, a spiritual leader. We have to have a monarch, our political leader. We have to have the Sanhedrin who can judge us and guide us. But leadership comes in different ways, in the proper ways. Akedah Sesuk also points out the king has to display his leadership, but in the right way, close to Hashem, to be like Hashem, to emulate Hashem in the right ways, finding his way through the Torah. Even think about Ben Zoma. He had to be spiritually sound. He had to be appear old and wise and fitting for leadership. Harei Ani Keben Es... Shmona Esrei Shana, he says in the Haggadah, I was 18 years old, but they made me white over Hashem, not they, Hashem himself, only Hashem made him 18, but wise and old overnight. That brings us to another point to carry over. A leader must be someone who is fitting for the role, infusing the spirituality of Torah life with the secular, combining Torah, mitzvot, chesed, and the daily aspects of life. The Svarna points out excessive humility in a person is charged with leadership is as counterproductive as arrogance. You can't be too humble. You have to understand how smart and wise and able to lead you are. You can't thrust the yoke over your head and give it to someone else. Rav Moshe Feinstein knew it was Rav Moshe Feinstein, but he wasn't arrogant because of it. He was a leader, but he didn't let it get to his head. The Gorariah points out every nation needs a king and a leader, but it has to be in the right way. Kaviyasha points out if you have a position of communal leadership, you have to make sure that you behave with mercy, you behave with compassion, not with callousness, especially towards those broken vessels, quote-unquote, the poor, the downtrodden, the destitute, the orphans, the widows, the gares, the yasons, and the amonas. That's why Hashem points it out so many times in His Torah. Those are the people that especially have to be taken care of, especially from the leadership, especially from the quote-unquote powerful. Shnei Lachot Abrit points out, the moral level required to qualify for leadership outside of Israel is inferior to Israel because Israel is such a high level. It needs even a higher level. Of course, it has to be a high level to begin with, but Allah has come of in Eretz Yisrael itself. The Kliyakar points out, Someone who's a leadership is much more prone to sin that, and his urges are much greater than everybody else. That's why he has to be so tied to the Torah. It's not a coincidence that the leader, the Melech, has to have his own personal Savior Torah that he has to go everywhere with. He has to go into battle with. He has to have it next to his throne because he has to understand he's not greater than the Torah. Even Shlomo Melech, the greatest leader, thought he could outsmart Hashem, Kaviachol, God forbid, about taking on too many wives and too many horses. And just like the Torah says, the, li- the wives led him astray. They, they were... Oved Avodazara on some level at the end of life and he went back to Egypt to get more horses you have to understand even the greatest ruler the smartest man of all time has to understand there has to be the basis in the Torah the point to carry over the leader needs to have a sound moral basis in the Torah finding these inclinations all while safeguarding even the vulnerable in his midst you have to understand the Mared Haydenheim explains on the Haggadah a well-educated person is someone who can assume leadership. You don't have to be a rabbi to be a leader of a congregation, of a community. And the Ma'arechad Ha'adan Haydenheim also explains that you can assume the leadership of the community even if you don't have a position or a title or a, or a rabbi before your name, a doctor before your name, or an esquire after your name, or a professor. You can be someone who could stand up to be a leader. Leadership, the Lukuti Maharan, is for speech and through speech. You cannot lead, you cannot come in, especially through speech. Redeeming Relevance also points out it's not a practical manner of leadership, it's rooted in morality. And the Redeeming Relevance also explains that you have to understand the art of communication, proper communication, to be an effective leader. 
The Sefer Amido points out, you sanctify Hashem's name, the leadership of the heads of a generation gains power and might through doing it in the right way, way through doing it through Kiddush Hashem, to be Mikad Hashem Shemayim. The Meshachachma points out, that someone who is great in leadership, someone who's really a leader, is someone who knows the way of civility and organization. That's why so many leaders, so many rabbis, so many people who really know science and know math through the studies of the Torah, they themselves know what to do. Uh, it's said of a story, I don't know if it's the Chazonish or the or one of those people, I can't remember which sage it was, maybe it was the Svas Emes or the Imre Emes or the Chavitz Chaim, one of those sages, someone came to them before an operation, he exactly explained how to do the operation, exactly how the doctor who the person went to after said it. And he had no basis in doctor, he didn't have a doctorate, he didn't go to medical school, but studying the Torah, studying the ways of the world, he understood the nuances that even the doctors had to study major years. Because when you're a leader, when you use the Torah, and you use the proper outlook and the proper mindset, you will learn the ways of the world that Hashem wants you to learn. Redeeming Relevance also points out, when you think of leadership, you, you very often underestimate and forget who the real leaders are in our society. It's the parents, it's the teachers who serve as the basic amazing role model, the basic model of benign leadership. They perform one of the most important leadership functions in any society, the parents and the teachers. The Redeeming Relevance also points out, even beyond our families, don't understand. we don't understand where leadership is. We're not given, even if we're not given a formal leadership position, any responsible grouping of people expects its members to show leadership. Leadership is not limited to individuals who have a director position or a governmental position, a communal position or a commerce position. It's a life situation relevant to almost everyone. The leaders say, and we have to understand the point to carry over, is leaders are not just mighty kings and emperors, but the commoners amongst us, the balabatim, the baleabatim, the balasabatim amongst us who know the lay of the land can help in different areas of communal life and spiritual life. In the care of the critically ill, they talk about how Ramosha Feinstein was a moral and halachic conscience for the Torah community. His leadership was so keenly felt in critical care medicine with empathy, sensitivity, and intellectual integrity that was so recognized because he knew what understood to be a leader. He, under, he took it to his core what it meant to be a real leader. The Redeeming Relevance points out that people who are in their leadership include people in their leadership and they seek out the proper counsel in both ways in their life and they understand how to make decisions with other people in their life. And he also says that people would bring people into their spiritual charge of leadership understanding that leadership is not just about them like Moshe would bring people into his leadership abilities. He would have the leaders of tens, leaders of hundreds, leaders of thousands. Redeeming Relevance also points out a lot of times people come to leadership positions with great ambivalence because there's so much political sway, political power that could sway your mind. You have to understand to come at it in a Jewish aspect, a Jewish basis. And from David to Destruction understands Yehoash was an amazing character. He was the last remaining element of the kingdom of David, of Malchus based David. Atalia tried to destroy everyone. Yehoyada, the Kohen Gadol, saved Yehoash and was the leader, was the quote-unquote spiritual uncle of Yehoash. And his, his reign, his 40-year reign, was seen as a spiritual success. And he did great things. He, he did a monumental effort to refurbish the base of Migdash. But he had a mentor, he had a leader who showed him the way to be a good king, to restore the base of Migdash. He often, he brought in a beautiful era of tshuva, and he brought in an era of 137 years of upholding Torah law, which saved the northern, the southern kingdom, excuse me, the Malchus based David. 
the base Yehuda, the Malchut Yehuda, and the northern kingdom was gone, didn't survive, but the Malchut Yehuda sur survived longer, probably because of this kind of positive leadership. He initiates this great streak because of the influence of his stepfather Yehoyada, his, his quote-unquote spiritual uncle Yehoyada. The fact that he spent his formative years in the hallowed halls of the base of Migdash. You have to make sure to have sound judgment and advice as a leader in your own life. Think of Yehowash and Yehoda, Yehoda we just looked at. All the while his mentor, the Kohen Gadol, was around, he did good things. Think of Rahavam, the son of Shlomo, who the kingdom split under because he took the wrong advice we talked about before. He thought about, he thought, excuse me, he thought about the advice of his peers, people who said, why don't you be stronger than your dad? You have to gird your loins, be stronger than your, than your dad. You have to make a pack taxing worse than what your dad did. He took the wrong advice. He should have taken the advice of the wise men of his father's generation. Light up the tax, they would stay with him. If you heighten the tax, they're going to leave you. That's exactly what happened. He took the wrong advice. And they split away from him under Yeravam, Malchut Yisrael. That's the point to carry over. Real good leaders continue to look to others with the right influences for advice and help to lead those around them, including others in their decisions. Redeeming Relevance points out in a few areas, the state in which people are enlightened enough not to need the leadership of others is the best. It's the common trap of thinking that a monarch will be more effective leadership, but really leadership should be shared and be monitored and checked for all. If you lack the inner voice of Hashem, a voice that is integral to Jewish leadership, it's going to fall. Leadership needs to be with repentance and with the proper mindset and the proper way. That's what the judges did in their time. Some were good, some were bad. And leadership is not defined by dominating others, but by mastery and education, law and worship, and understanding to bring other people with you. Leadership can be defined as getting other people to do what they don't want to do, but what they need to do. That's real leadership. These were what the Redeeming Relevance says. That's another point to carry over. We should all try to become our own leaders in our own lives to help influence ourselves, families, and friends and not lead the leadership of others, but stand up, be our own leaders. He also said that successful leadership is to be able to give your will on others outside the community to get them to where they need to be. Not everyone is born for leadership, but everyone is born to fulfill a meaning, meaningful role and a proper crucial role in their own life. There's no one else out there who's like you. There's no one in the past who was like you. And there's no one in the future that will be like you. You are the one and only person in history. You have a special role. You're Dalit almost to contribute. Figuring out your role, the Redeeming Relevance points out, is a lifelong project, but dropping out is simply not an option. This is your life. This is your mission. Find your role. Find your mission. We talked about this in Chosen from Birth. Find what you're supposed to do in this world and do it. The Contemporary Halachic Problems points out that anybody can choose and be chosen to be a, in a position of leadership, but in our own lives, we have to lead our own lives. The Panina Halacha points out one of the greatest roles in the entire world of leadership is the building of a family, the most significant element of life placed in the hands of women, like my wife, the mother of my kids, and all the mothers and all the wives out there. A kudos to them, a hands out, Hands up to all of them. All of us, the point to carry over, are leaders in our own right. If we find our role, our mission, our contribution to our lives and those around us, we become real leaders. The Machzer points out, one whose leadership is freely accepted by everyone else, that's a real leader. Yonah, the depths of Yonah points out, the captain, the leader, is one who goes headfirst into danger to save those around us. He's like the one who's staying on deck in the storm. He's the one that keeps the boat from sinking. From David to Destruction points out, 
that the willingness and ability to adjust and stay there for everyone else is someone who's a successful leader. It also says that a servant leader, one who understands that he's a servant to Hashem, is the one that will be the proper leader. That's the real leader, one who jumps into battle alongside his peers. He rolls up his sleeves, helps alongside everyone around him, doesn't stay in his seat or his tower or office like so many quote-unquote leaders nowadays, especially secular ones. They don't roll up and go into battle. They don't really come alongside their peers. They're not for the people, by the people, with the people. That's what we need to be. From David to Destruction points out, we must pray even for the benefit of spiritually deficient leaders because it's better to have a leader than no leader at all. There's a great story in From David to Destruction about Elisha. We're running out of time. But Elisha was a great leader. He was challenged by people around us. A lot of times, a lot of training, especially in the Israeli army, they're put in situations to test themselves, to develop their leadership skills in stressful and critically important situations. The Bnei and Nevi'im challenged Elisha. They were highly intelligent. They tried to see if he would fall. They wanted to see if he could be a leader. A leader. They wanted to see if he would be inflexible. But Elisha handles the, the situation greatly before and after the search. He rises to the opportunity. He rises to the occasion and becomes a great leader. That's another point for us to remember and realize. Leaders sometimes are put in tough situations, tough life, tough challenging situations and circumstances to make us into more of a leader for ourselves and others. And that's how we have to understand someone who leads others, who figuratively, literally, or metaphorically makes an army of those followers around him that is led by righteous and God-fearing Jew, that's the right type of army. That's called a King David's army. Between yesterday and tomorrow explains that you can never sell your conscience, never sell your soul to the position to serve an ignoramus or to serve money or power around you. That is the wrong type of leadership. You lose your soul and you lose your ability to lead those around you. Man and God explains it may inspire a person with courage and authority of leadership to save a person, but you need to have physical strength and moral strength and spiritual strength to lead those around you in office or even in your own life, even without any office. And man and God also points out that it's a special ruach, a special wind, a special spirit comes upon a person with power, physical or spiritual, to a person to be able to lead with authority and leadership. And Dov Shavu points out, when a great leader passes away, don't worry because Hashem will bring another leader. There's Lamed Vav Tzadikim in every generation and there are leaders in every generation. Hashem never leaves the world without any leadership. We ourselves should all become leaders as much as we can. The last point to carry over before we wrap up, when leading, make sure to always keep our spiritual conscience and compass that guides us and leads us that is the Torah and the Torah way of life. We're just going to finish up and talk about the points to carry over. Remember, Reishit Yerushalayim is an amazing yeshiva. Please give to them, donate to them before midnight. The donation goes by double. Remember, my shirim are on sheer enjoyment, and we have many different shirim for many different types of topics. And remember, we're on all podcast forums for the lecture series. The points to carry over for tonight. Leadership means to inspire and try to propel others to rise in their lives, but it should be done with modesty and honor for the position. Realize that leadership is an honor from Hashem. It should be treated with honor and shared with others. True honor and leadership is not seeking or running after honor, but looking to honor and help others. If you do good for others, seek to please Hashem with your deeds. Hashem will ensure it comes back to you with real honor, with others following you in the right ways. Be careful in seeking leadership roles. It can be a slippery slope. 
do it for the sake of Hashem, it will go well with Hashem's help. Real leadership requires respect, it's required with doing good. A good name is more powerful than any title. It comes through helping others with Torah, Chesed, and Mitzvahs. The best type of leader is one that is not only righteous to himself, but causes others to be as well. Using Torah and Mitzvahs as a springboard. Leadership should be handled with cautionary gloves. Understanding it is a great undertaking responsibility to have. Don't go it alone. Leadership should be shared with others, not to burn out or lose the role or inability to function. Remember, leadership can and comes from many times humble beginnings. A leader must be someone who is fitting for the role, infusing the spirituality of Torah life with the secular, combining Torah mitzvah chesed and the daily aspects of life. The leader needs that sound moral basis in the Torah, fighting his inclination while safeguarding the vulnerable in his midst. The leader has to understand that it's not a mighty king or an emperor, but the commoners amongst us. We're all leaders in our own right who know the lay of the land can help in many areas, communal and spiritual. Real good leaders continually look to others with the right influences for advice and help to those to lead those around them, including everyone in their decisions. We should try to become our own leaders in our own lives to help influence others, families and friends, not need the quote-unquote leadership of everyone else. We are all leaders in our own right if we find our role, our mission, our contribution to our lives and the lives around us. We, by definition, are real leaders. The real leader jumps into battle alongside his peers, rolling up his sleeves, helping alongside everyone else. Doesn't stay in the literal or figurative ivory tower. Doesn't stay in the office and making everyone else make the decisions. Sometimes we are put in tough situations or challenging circumstances to make us into more of a leader for ourselves and others. When leading, make sure to always keep your spiritual conscious and compass that is the Torah and the Torah way of life. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, we'll be back, God willing, in two weeks for the next lecture series with Reb T. Thanks for joining. I'm your host, Reb T.